This Realist Podcast. This is episode 153. 153 visceralist.gmail.com is where you contact or Instagram or what have you. Or send a raven. Oh. <laughs> Jay, how's it going? How you doing? <laughs> going all right, man. Send, send a raven. I like yeah, it was one of these. Enjoying these classic... Uh, Spring and November, New York City days today. Um, we'll start with trifling in NYC, our our uh, our first segment of every episode. I understand you had some observations from yesterday's uh, New York City Marathon. The, yeah, among the, it, it was the most exciting. prestigious uh, marathons. I understand. Yeah, um, I would. Agree. I was out out with some friends over the weekend, and uh, it was on the tip of everyone's tongue. So go go ahead. <laughs> was it the talk of the town it was the talk of the town yeah i uh, guess because they well wait a minute because they did they cancel yeah. the last two and this is the first one back or something right so they canceled 20, 2020 was canceled altogether and then 2021 was like i don't know maybe half capacity or maybe quarter capacity oh huh. um and then this is the first year where it's back to full capacity got it so that's why there was a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement around it this year. Um, very exciting, and went out to watch um, in Park Slope, oh, okay. like Fourth Avenue. Nice. Um, and it's it's fun, you know. You enjoy cheering people on, but cheering gets a little tiring too. You throw, you know, you can't just yell the whole time or just clap. <laughs> Gotta keep rotating. Um, and it's just impressive to see these people and to think, wow, they're going to keep going. Like, Cause I think I was at like between three and eight miles, maybe around like, maybe around like the four or five mile mark. Um, so people were still looking fairly fresh then, but you're like, man, you got another 20 miles to go. Like this is yeah. outrageous. <laughs> oh man. That, that'd been me in that, in that race. If I, cause I've, I've, I have run a 5k. Oh, okay. um, just once, but I, I did manage it, but that would have been right about where you would have seen me if I was in this marathon, like <laughs> sort of duck out under the, the barricades and just come sit next to you, grab, grab like some Gatorade, <laughs> just lay down. <laughs> but, you know, I've always wondered, so, okay, if you're staying in one place, how long exa- exactly does it take all the people to run by you? Like, did you wait until you saw like everybody, because I I'm guessing that would be like what an hour. Oh no, you would you would have been out there for maybe like two three hours, maybe two hours. Oh damn! I I, I was only there, yeah, because I was there for like maybe like forty five minutes, um, waiting okay. waiting for a friend, you know, because you could because they've got the app and you can track where they are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so after she went by, then hung out for maybe like another 10 minutes after that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, she was in like the, around like the four and a half hour group, maybe 420, something like that, that pace group. But it, it, it's, it's incredible. And then you, the other thing is you see people that are just in these costumes and like doing things that are like, (laughs) okay, like that's kind of cool, but are you going to still be doing like this, like at mile 25 or like, did you really think this through? 
like the, like the what, one what kind of costumes like the one that sticks out the most right that just like burned into my brain so there was a man big, big t-rex there was like a- from from velocipaster <laughs> oh my gosh that that movie we're gonna get a movie on amazon one day <laughs> um but this one wasn't even a costume actually it was a man running while balancing a pineapple on his head wow now i'm gonna say that it's balancing but i guess his head looked like it was shaved or all the way like real buzz cut so i guess it could have like fixed it somehow Okay, yeah, but, but there wasn't any visible like straps or anything. It didn't look like it, and the way he was running was like his head was real still. I was like, "You're gonna," it, it was it was incredible. Uh, no, that's words. impressive. Yeah, it's just I don't know. He's got to stop. Like, was he training with a pineapple this whole time? Does he always <laughs> run with a pineapple? You know, like. What is this? Is this guy like, like a like an etiquette coach? Like 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 who was it? Like Kramer was in, in Seinfeld? Like oh, up, see, like, I'm just started googling and pineapple, pineapple guy <laughs> came up pretty quick. Yeah, it was a big deal. Everybody was looking at this pineapple. Oh, they got his name and everything. Oh, the Israeli distance good. runner Moshe Letterfine ran today's NYC marathon with a pineapple on his head. So he's. Yeah, he's well trained already. I, I guess. <laughs> Just in, di- I mean, distance. If he's a, a known distance runner. Yeah. So yeah, I see the photo here. See that pineapple yeah, just sitting. He's and he's an older guy. Yeah. He looks like he must be in his like late fifties at least. Yeah, it was. It was a uh, surprising and impressive. Hmm. Um. Anything else, or is that the main thing? That was my main thing. That was my biggest one, my biggest takeaway. Cool. And then how much, like, I could not do it. Like, I'm (laughs) I'm always like, oh, yeah. You know, you see some people, you're like, if that person can do it, I can go out there and do it. I'm like, no, you know what? It's just, yeah, I mean, I've talked to a couple (laughs) people who have done it. I was talking about it with people over the weekend, and what I've heard consistently is it's – you just got to start. You just—it's just practice. You just got to build up your tolerance over like at least a year, I think. Yeah. If like if you take it seriously and are doing like regular runs and building up to, <clears throat> um, was it twenty six miles? Um, over the course right. of a year, then you can you can do it. But it's like that's—I mean, for most people with like you know day to day life going on, just adding that, like that extra thing that to your schedule i mean that's it's going to be a big part of your schedule still yeah i agree it's a lot lots to add to your life yeah but i mean yeah i mean look how many people do it and finish it right i don't like i don't even know if the thing i've always thought was like i don't know if i could even walk it i certainly wouldn't want to because just how long it would take (laughs) <laughs> and I don't even know if right. I could, honestly. But I would like to see the route. Like I would like to go through because it goes through all five boroughs. Uh-huh. I would just kind of. I've just. I always been really curious about the, what the route, like what the runners see on the route, what it's like to have people cheering you on like that. Um, you know, it seems like pretty good vibes for the most part. 
It it does. It seems it seems like it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. There must be. I wonder. There's. I'm gonna after this. I'm gonna look to see if there's like drone footage, um, or if someone just wore like um like a camera mounted to their head as they were doing oh, it. It's definitely somebody wearing a camera. Yeah. I mean, if there's a pineapple guy, they're better at least be a <laughs> camera guy. <laughs> um, well, let me get to, I had a couple just odd triflings. Um, uh, the first one was I, I, re- I finally got around to buying uh, a new pair of glasses. Oh, congratulations. After <laughs> I mean, the... the the annoying part for me is that like I had good good insurance for a long time um and at when I I worked at this the media company for about 15 years and had good insurance that whole time what I think entitled me to like a like a basically a free pair of glasses once a year if I wanted to and I only took mm. took took them up on it like once and that was in like 2010 and so the pair of glasses I, that I've been using for, since 2010 is just, you know, the past 12 years is that, that one pair. And, you know, my eyesight's gotten a little bit worse, but I could still use them. And, uh, and then they just cracked down the middle on the plastic part. And I still was trying to tape them up and use them. And, like, for, it, for whatever reason, it cracked in just such a position that – literally no tape would work you would think just tape it up pop the lens back in you're good but no 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 this is in some specific at an atomic level where it's so perfectly broken that it can't work again so you i mean i only used it like when i take my contacts out at the end of the day just before I go to bed, but still, I was still trying to hang on to it because I just, I just hate going to doctor's offices because there's so much waiting around and everything is slow and inefficient. Yeah. I find, anyway, I finally bit the bullet. Um, and I used my current job insurance, uh, to get, uh, another, there's another free pair. Oh, wait, now the copay, I think it's like $35 for the appointment and glasses. And, and I get, I do the, uh, I went to this place called, uh, my eye doctor and which I guess is a chain similar to lens crafters, sort of, um, I think somebody was like a coworker was just talking to me about this. Yeah. Well, lens crafters doesn't usually take insurance from my experience or they only, you only get like half, like they only accept half off. Um, but this one was with like whatever insurance I had, they were with, they were down with um, my eye doctor. So it was all okay. good. So I go through and then I get to the, um, to the part, like I do the eye exam and then I knew what frames I wanted. Cause I'd been looking for looking at them before they even brought me in and I go in. So you go in, do the appointment and then you, go out and you pick the frames with somebody and then they order them and then you have got to wait like a week and then you get them. Um, but like the, the trifling part is like, she, she's going through like every, like all the, what, what's covered by insurance and everything. And I'm like, yep, yep. 35 bucks. Right. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Let me just do this. And you, do you want, you want the thing like, 
<laughs> where they the, you get the thin, thinner lenses, and I'm like, just I just want the thirty five dollar thing. <laughs> and she's like, okay, but the thinner lenses will make it like I just like nah, I'm good, thank you, it's all good. Uh, and then she's like, type some more stuff, and then she's like, okay, so that'll be a hundred and ten dollars. Like what? <laughs> no 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 and then like i'm like hold on and i came prepared like i had a pdf of like from my insurance like website of like what's covered and what exactly i'm like hold on hold on because i looked at the pdf early oh i've i became such a karen like immediately because <laughs> i was like come on they threw like she threw in the upsell for the thin lenses after i explicitly said i don't want them oh did she really that was on the receipt no, that was what the 110 was. And so I was like... After you kept saying no, the $35 one. I said no. $35. I said, just want the regular shit. And then she processed everything, and then it came to 110 I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, this is like... It was like... I don't know if it was some other similar thing where... Because my, like my vision's pretty bad. So my lenses are pretty thick, but I just don't yeah. care. She seemed to think that like you, no one could possibly want. She's like, they're going to be really, really thick. Are you sure you want that? <laughs> like, and not even like in a way where it's concern about my vision. It's like just cosmetic that she's like. So I'm like, yes, it's fine. And she's like, oh well, I can take that off, and then it'll be just the thirty five dollars. I was like. <laughs> come on it, it was like and i it, it was it, perhaps not exactly this but it was something like she asked me if i wanted it i said no and then the bill went through it was 110 and it was some other thing that was also like thin lenses or something like that it was some other thing that she just added without even asking me that was the frustrating part and the trifling part Mm-mm-mm. So, you know, that happened in uh, actually in Maryland, and um, this other one also happened in Maryland. Although this was a little while ago, maybe like a m- month and a half ago, um, I finally got around to renewing my passport. Um, so I oh. just I just had to go get a um, a photo taken, and there's this local um, just a UPS store, and. I went in, luckily no line. Um, there's some dude there who, it was actually, I got to say, pretty good customer service uh, across the okay. board. Because um, they, I was like, oh, you guys do passport photos, right? And he like immediately like went to grab the camera. He's like, yep, yep, right over here. Like started walking me back. I was like, oh, shit, this is ready to go. Because nice. like, you know in New York how that would go. Oh my gosh, I know. Like, you're <laughs> like going to Dwayne Reed, yep. you're like looking around, you find yep. somebody, and then they're like, uh, well, let me go get Jimmy yep. Bob. Let me go get someone. Yep. <laughs> well, you know what? As it happens, I did go to a CVS near me, and I was like, um, hey, do you, and I know they do passport photos at this one because I've <laughs> seen the like white background pulled, that yep. screen pulled down there. And, and he's like, oh, ours is broken. You can go to this other one, though, on Houston Street. It's close. I'm like, what do you mean broken? Uh-huh. I can see the screens down right over there. The other one isn't close. It's like <laughs> 10 blocks away. 
I'm like, so yeah, so I just gave up there. And I think, yeah, I was even like, you know what? I'll just go, I'll, I will just go to, I'll wait till I'm, I'll wait till I'm in some other city. Cause like almost anywhere is going to make this particular process easier. And I was right. So anyway, I go there. I like, um, I was just a little too tall for the screen. So he's like, Oh, sorry, dude. Can you just kneel down a little bit? Um, uh, to get in frame. And then he's like, he said, this is a, like, it was unsettling. So this is like, this kid's probably like 20, 21, had a really scraggly beard, like bl- black hair with a really scraggly beard. You know, one of those like mm. kind of in between uh, scraggly, right? <laughs> and he looks at me like he didn't like, but right before he took the photo, what he said is, and I'm, I'm going to say this verbatim how he said it. He said, looks like Taylor, Taylor Lautner, right? He said, looks like Taylor Lautner, right? He's saying that to you? He's looking me in the eye, he said, and all he says is, looks like Taylor Lautner, right? And then takes a photo. What's that? What do you, what'd you say? I said, I said, um, I think I just said, um. And then he took the photo, and it was done, and then he went back around the corner with the desk. He's like, yeah, okay, um, just give me like five minutes to, to print this out. And then that was it. That was it. And it wasn't like I misheard him. He was standing super close to me. So I couldn't tell if he was like telling me that I look like Taylor Lautner. I definitely don't. He, <laughs> he was saying that as I'm looking at him, he's saying that he looks like Taylor Lautner. And like that is obviously my first thought when looking at him because he gets it a lot or something. <laughs> he, I mean, he, he looked more, I'll say he looked more like Taylor Lautner than I do. But definitely didn't look anything like him. Oh man, this is strange. But, but the thing, yeah, that's and that's why it's in this trifling segment because he just threw it out like he was a complete non sequitur. Never went back to it. Never went back to it. I was too flustered to even ask any follow up question <laughs> on it. Like, what did you you said? Just reference to Taylor Lautner. Also, Taylor Lautner hasn't been relevant or. Who knows what Taylor Lautner is doing these? Maybe he does work at a UPS store now. I mean, he had like he was in those Twilight movies, and then I think he maybe had one or two like leading roles, and then just disappeared. Right, he was the werewolf, right? Yeah, yeah. That that's weird. Did you wait outside or you stayed inside? I'm I'm be out here on the sidewalk waiting. <laughs> I did go inside, or no, I stayed inside. Um, but I, de- I definitely was just going around looking at, like, like the went over to like the pencils and uh, <laughs> just the, like, uh, the, the envelope himself. section, yeah. Because <laughs> I no, I didn't want anything to do with him. Uh, looks, uh... yeah, looks like Taylor Lautner, right? Like what? Because also, I was surprised. Like, he's like t- clearly in his early twenties. Why? Why Taylor Lautner? Like, if he had said, I don't know, little baby or like Drake, like just someone in who is like, like, so you might as well have said like, you know, looks like. What about you? Watch, uh, you see Anna Paquin in True Blood last night. Uh, it was a dope episode, <laughs> right? <laughs> She's pretty hot, huh? It's just, <clears throat> it's just 
so odd that he doesn't say anything else. Said nothing. No. I wonder what he's doing with your pictures. He probably saved some. Man, he said that back up. Yeah, put that thumb drive in, in it first before he get, passed it off to the printer. Was <laughs> 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 gonna come come out like somewhere either on YouTube or probably Reddit. Maybe towards the end of the year is gonna be one of those big photo like photo collages of of Taylor Lautner's face using other people's oh. like <laughs> other people's passport photos in a collage <laughs> to make it look like Taylor Lautner. That's some kind that of tribute kind to of good. I, would, I would like that actually. <laughs> if that's if you were contributing to that work of art, that this would have been worth it. I mean, yeah, well yeah. But I'm gonna to want to get some royalties from that. Okay, fair from enough. the licensing of that that collage. So, yeah, it was it was weird. Lautner, Lautner dog. Yeah, that's it. Mm-mm. Well, speaking of Taylor Lautner, we'll see if he winds up in season two of HBO's House of the Dragon. As far as I know, he was not in season one. However, there were a lot of scenes with extras, so. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but let's uh, let's get into our uh, let's wrap up our coverage. We we had some uh, some delays and etc. So we the last episode we covered was episode three. So what? We're gonna, yeah. <laughs> we did one episode that was just episode one, and then we did another one that was episodes two and three, and then now yeah, we have the rest of the season that we gotta. We got to cover, and I'm going to suggest that the way we do this is um, sort of what I've been referencing in our in our previous reviews, whereby you know, just thinking about the last seven episodes of the season, if anything strikes you, it stands out in particular, because I think that's a good sign that it's pretty notable. Um, okay, a- occurrence in the episode. Um, if you have your notes and you want to go through them to reference stuff in particular, and we can go roughly in order. Um, it's just, I don't know if I'll be able to pick apart what stuff happened in which episodes. I did go through the Wikipedia, um, short summaries of each episode, uh, just before we started recording. So I'll have some, some, uh, understanding and we can hit, you know, various characters and talk about them each one a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, big plot points and talk about them a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess since the season is over, um, why don't we start with just overall impressions of the whole season and then we can get into specifics. So why don't you start us off? Okay. Um, overall impressions. I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm back in the Game of Thrones world. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like. It got off to a strong start, a better start for me than season one of the original. Cause that, you know, hmm. I think I had to watch the first episode like two times to really get into it. And then I was like a little confused with characters. Um, this one was easier for me to keep the characters straight because we didn't have, uh, it was easier because people looked okay let me say before it was like a lot of dark 
darkness like dirty white people, right? <laughs> this Wait, you're, time you're, you're talking about season one of the original of, one of Game of Thrones, right? Not not season one of House of the Dragon. Yeah, House okay. of Dragon. It was easier to tell it apart, much more diversity within the cast, and it, I felt like it was brighter and like people mm, just didn't mm-hmm. look the same, and it didn't feel as like muddy. Like right. especially in the north, that last one was just like dark and like everything was like brown and gray Mm -hmm. um so this this helped out um still good writing i liked all the characters even the ones that aren't you know good good people Mm -hmm. i still liked them um it was cool to see the dragons and to see a lot more dragons than we previously got to see and just see it a nice variety of dragons and sizes and just characteristic wise. That was cool. I like to see, I like the whole aspect of seeing the dragon handlers and the eggs and just like a little bit more background on, on that, on that part of it. Um, with the, you know, the bonding between the dragons and the dragon riders, um, the political, you know, the political maneuvering was good. I, I I don't think that there for me so far there isn't like one character that's like super compelling and is standing out um from the rest in terms of, of likability or just like really good writing or really charismatic. They're for me they're all sort of on the same level. Um mm-hmm. which is fine for now. I mean there's still time for somebody to stand out. Um I, I did like how quickly it moved, which was actually surprising mm-hmm. to me. Um, I, I did not realize that this time that the time jump was just going to be like, so what has it been like maybe 20 years, right? Yeah. It's been 20. Seems about right. Yeah. It's about right. Yeah. No idea that was going to be happening. Um, well, you know what? Out of anybody, I would probably say, I had to pick a favorite from the first season. Um, it was the king. I think I liked Viserys mm. the best. Out, out of all the characters, he was probably my favorite. If I if I had to choose a favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um and then the ending, you know, the 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 final episode <laughs> like we were talking beforehand before we started recording, I actually think it was kind of my fault cuz like I sort of spoiled myself again, you know, like, uh, I I just went in, I went in and I started reading too much stuff and, and I like to be surprised. Right. But I think when, um, Amond, when that's what happened. When Amond lost his eye, I was like, well, I got to see what happens to this kid. Right. (laughs) So then, (laughs) so then I started reading about it. And then I, you know, I read that he like grows up to be a badass, kills his, Cousin, right? Um, like, I think it's his I, nephew. What are they? Yeah, you're referring to Rainier's ne- right. child. Yes. Yeah, but rough, only a couple yeah. years older than yeah. him. Right. Um, but I think now I I might be off here, but I thought that when I was reading um the background on Amond, he. In the book, he kills him on purpose, but on this, it was by mistake. But maybe I'm hmm. just reading that wrong. 
Maybe maybe I'm I'm misunderstanding because then I read what happens to him later and like you know. Oh, don't tell me. Yeah, and but then I read that and like that stuff is definitely on purpose. But maybe this is this was an accident. I don't know. I, I could just be confusing the two situations. Um. Yeah, I don't. Um, with this. I initially didn't, I didn't spoil myself for this. I will say I, when the book came out, I was, I was reading, I was pretty heavy into Game of Thrones and the books. Yeah. And I was reading the books and then this book came out and I started going through it and I was like, I'm already so used to like the the Game of Thrones characters like I don't want to have to learn a whole new set of characters from like 200 years before, and I still right. hadn't finished the Game of Thrones book, so I was like, "Nah, I'll just put it aside, maybe down the road." So I didn't look at it then. I'm sure there's a whole summary on the Wikipedia for how the I think the book the book's called Fire and Blood, I believe, um, and I'm sure there's a, a full summary, you know, online. I didn't get around to reading that like I usually would just because initially with this show I wasn't that into it like I was like this this seems like kind of diet Game of Thrones like it's hitting like I I made an assumption where it's like okay they just I kind of under undervalued it as just a cash grab for HBO and I was like it's decent I'll watch it but nah but I gotta say it really grew on me I think the writing and as the characters developed it became a way better show. Um, like I told yeah. you before, I was around episode seven and eight. I was, I was saying to myself as I'm watching, like, God damn, this is a great show. Um, and although I was a little disappointed as well with the finale episode, uh, you know, just putting the whole second half of the season, you know, viewing that as an overall thing. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with it. Like the political wheeling and dealing was always one of my favorite parts of Game of Thrones, and I think they're doing yeah, a great, sure. great job of it here with introducing some unexpected twists and turns, some unexpected alliances that y- you may not have seen. Um, having like a uh, Damon as a badass character, which we've known since basically the first episode, but also introducing Aemond, uh, who talks like kind of a weirdo and he's like got these like huh and like hmm. he's got these like little vocal like catchphrases that are just like mm, mm. but then like you can you can just tell he's a badass like with that sword and i don't know i think they only showed briefly like him training in training in sword fights i don't know if they've actually saw shown him going yeah. like like what damon does to that that fish man dude in episode two or three. Right. Um, <laughs> Fish man? Whatever. <laughs> he doesn't deserve my respect. <laughs> but you can tell that Amos oh, about to be about on some shit uh, come season two and down the road. And, you know, I'm sort of curious. Like, I'm, Oh, I'm, he is. He's, yeah, he's, a, he's a problem. I'm curious about... I'm sort of curious. Like I, I think with this, I'm gonna not spoil my shell myself. Even though I believe season two won't be coming until 2024, um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to hold off, or I'll say I'll try to hold off on spoiling myself. Um, 
but I am curious to know like what percentage of the book this has covered this one season. Like, is it 25%? Is it 10? Ooh, good, good question. Cause I guess I'm just generally curious how many seasons of this show they're going to do. It seems like four or five is a good sweet spot for, for these sorts of things. Um, you know, mm, as, as we're, yeah. as we're approaching the end of, um, Atlanta, uh, at season four, you know, succession, I believe is only going to have four seasons then done. Uh, people say game of Thrones should have ended at the, after season five, cause that's when it started falling off the rails. So, you know, we'll see, but I definitely do want, want more of this, this world. And, uh, certainly the cast and the characters, um, you know, they, they, they're firing on all cylinders that I believe the showrunner of this is uh, Miguel Sapochnik, who is known for directing um, some of the better episodes of game of Thrones, including the ones that had big oh. fight, fight scenes. Uh, so okay. the hard home fight with the white walkers, like that whole battle scene was, was Miguel Sapochnik, the battle of the bastards as well. I think there was one other huge fight scene. Um, oh, the, the money train thing. Um, where um, Daenerys came through with the with the oh yes yes yeah with the heat the heat rock um yeah Oof. so yeah um so yeah overall I, I I'd give it probably give it eight point five okay um eight point five out of ten that's pretty good yeah and then yeah definitely looking forward but. Let's get into some specifics. We don't have to go episode by episode, but but just notable things like as I'm or, or plot points as I'm looking through, you know, the Wikipedia summary again. There we have, you know, the marriage between Lenor Valerian and Rhaenyra, which led to these problems down the road because you know he was homosexual and they had like mm-hmm. a quote unquote arrangement where. They could each have their fun on the side, but I think her plan was still like you have to perform at least enough to for us to have children, like real legit children. And apparently he couldn't do that. And you know, so she was just with this other dude, Sir Sir Strong, and had kids that were clearly by him. And, you know, her cockiness was an issue throughout the whole thing the whole season definitely that, that led to some issues and, you know, it was complimented by Allison's cockiness. Although Allison just for me, I, I don't think she was quite as smart or savvy as Rhaenyra. I think her intentions were probably good for the most part, but she inadvertently was a shitster and yeah. kind of smarmy yeah. and cocky about that, which made me dislike her where even though Rhaenyra was arguably a shitster as well, she did seem more sensible and I think had more wherewithal about her. I don't know. What do, what do you think about that whole shit? Yeah, I, I like. I would say Rhaenyra was a little, a little more savvy about things, but she was also at times like much more bratty about things. However, hmm. I, I also at the same time like she understood her duty at, even at a young age. Like, I mean, you see it come out later. Like she says it to 
one of her sons in this final episode when he was talking about he doesn't want to be in charge of Driftmark. And she's like, nah, man, that's like, it's what you got to do. Like, it's your duty to the realm. Yeah. Um, and so she she knew that and she understood, but she was still like being being real bratty. Remember when she was when she was even choosing like the um like her bodyguard, all of that, and then like her 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 wedding, not her wedding tour, but like her suitor tour. Like just oh, the right. whole thing. Like and I Do you get think it. she re- retained that brattiness though as she got older and started having children? Do you think she was still like that? Um, I don't think so. It's it seems like she just became I think she just became a little bit more resentful of people. Um I, I don't think she still maintained the brattiness, but she definitely like you know, their their relationship with Allison changed and I I think that she just saw saw more and more people for who who they really were i guess if you know if that makes sense like even though all these people bent the knee right and and said and you know swore the oath in the end she knew they they weren't going to honor it right and so i think well, that she do you think they would have if it wasn't so obvious that the children like the, okay. the, her, like okay. fucking around okay. and having uh, these kids with her strong. Like, yeah. the, there's the thing about you know, look, I'm the the king who everyone agrees is the, is the king and right. likes. He's named me the heir, so it's it's like fuck that it's clear. It's the name and just do what we say because because dragons, and that's that probably had worked for a while and in this case though it's just so blatant there are cracks starting to show in the the monarchy Mm -hmm. king viserys was a peaceful king which you know apparently at times may have led people to believe he was weak he clearly had a soft spot for his daughter which people felt might be exploded exploited down the road and perhaps that's just an inherent sign of weakness but you know i i I think her flaunt i got the sense maybe it's just my opinion that that she flaunted it just a bit too much and it pissed people off even if it's like it's like when um they say this about i'm a big fan of sopranos and so you know, the mob wives sort of, you know, know that their their husbands are with other women behind their back. It's just sort of known thing. But it's when you flaunt it in my face <clears throat> and embarrass me, that's when all hell is going to break loose. So, yeah, Rhaenyra kind of flaunting it to the empty, the, you know, everybody, the, the court, the noblemen, the noble people, the civilians, the, the regular people, like... It's like the hair should be white. Everyone knows the, the Targaryen and Valerian hair. You both have white hair. The hair should be white. I'm sorry. And not only is it not white, it's jet black. And, and the dude is black, yes. too. I mean, come on. These are like, I know. I, like, I think... We can't suspe- suspend okay. our disbelief that much, Rhaenyra. Work with us here. Come on. 
All right. I, I give you that. That That is an excellent point. That one, like, really threw people over the edge. I, I think, like... Like, at the very man, least, since nobody, people aren't... They're just not going to defend you. It, yeah. yeah. Even yeah. if they're not going to go Alice, against you, they're just not going to defend you. Right. Like, even Allison was trying to be nice the whole time. And she's like, you cannot be serious trying to tell me those are your kids. Like, she's like, she's like no. Because at that point, it's, it reaches the point where you're insulting people's intelligence, too. Yeah. And people don't like that. What are you doing? Yeah. But yeah, there's, that, that face-off was, yeah. There's no way to... Cover it at that point, obviously, and like the Aemond and Aegon sort of well, mostly Aegon trolling her over it. Um, with that speech they did, it was like, Oh, I just want to commend these boys on how strong they look. You know, my nephew, like, I mean, that was a good troll, I gotta say. I, it, I, even though I don't, I don't like that guy, and I really like Aemond, his, his brother, and he should probably be king. Um, you know, we know that's not how things go in Westeros right. land. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what happens with this guy as king, but um, okay, so that's, that's a good point. She lost a lot of supporters with just flaunting flaunting that, and then never, never deviating, never even taking. I don't remember all the details of all the different deals that were offered. We're like, all right, you can like just go take a right. seat. Like nobody's gonna mess with you, but you just realize that you're not gonna be the queen. Your kids aren't gonna be kings, but like you, you'll be good. Just like over there, though. Yeah, you know, like yeah. So she, they were gonna <laughs> let her stay at Dragonstone, and that's that a reminder that they were, never really showed any of um, Essos like they did in Game of Thrones. So there's Westeros, and then just east of that is this other continent called Essos. Um, Dragonstone is like an island that's sort of in between the both of them, closer to Westeros. Um, but in the Game of Thrones TV series, like the majority of Daenerys' storyline was, was set in Essos. Oh, um, right. So we didn't get to see you know much of that. We didn't get to see any of Winterfell. Um, no, they alluded to it. They go in there next year for sure. Oh yeah, and I assume that's just yeah. budgetary concerns. That you yeah, know, I don't think they were certain that this was going to be a hit. Um, surprisingly, but or surpri- it's surprising to me that they didn't assume it was going to be a hit. Right, um, seems like a, a no-brainer, but got to be careful. Um, so yeah, I assume we'll see more of uh, you know expanded cast almost certainly. Um, with a few more towns and uh, and regions of Westeros, but um, but yeah, I mean, we can we we should try to squeeze in some more stuff to cover. So, um, but uh, well, I guess sort of related is you know towards the end when Aegon, I guess it seems like ex- finally accepts that he's going to be king. You know, uh, Alicent. Uh, and her father basically pull the old dip, dipsy doodle on everybody and, and are like, no, nah, we're just going to do a coup. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it seemed effective until uh, Rhaenys escaped, found a dragon, busted up in that place. And I got to say, I was so pumped that she that was her 
showing up in the dragon because I assumed it was just going to be Rhaenyra like coming through like with a sneak attack. <laughs> so when it was when it was Rhaenys, I was like, oh, dope. And I, but I was like, I had my inner monologue was screaming. Just say, I want to see her scream Dracarys and burn all these people to, to ash and dust. Yeah, I think everybody did. But, you know, there wouldn't be a series if right. that happened. Right. Um, well, let me ask you this. Why She she said the reason she didn't do that, because Damon w- was pissed that she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what the? He's, he was about to cut her head off right right there for not killing them. Oh god! But why do you think she didn't? I don't remember. She gave an explanation. I don't even remember what it was. It now. was well. Was... She said that this is not my war to start. But it's already started, and it definitely is her war. <laughs> right? She's in it. Oh boy! It's yeah. Right? She was in it when they locked her in her damn guest room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I mean, yeah. There's so many things like i mean it was the responsible thing maybe she's just sick of all the bullshit in this family <laughs> like having to deal yeah. with her in-laws um <laughs> so you know I, yeah having to deal with her in-laws so, yeah i mean it, it was it was a pretty savvy move to crown him king in front of everyone. Force, force all those regular people in. Like, mm-hmm. come on in here. You're gonna, That's you're gonna right. see this. They did hurt everyone in there. <laughs> Crown him king in front of everyone. Like they know what they're doing. High tower. You know, Otto, Otto was on top of things, and I think that that part was surprising to me when Allison was still trying to be nice after Viserys died. And they were like, and everyone else at the small council was like, oh, okay, so we can start our plan now, right? Yeah. yeah. And she, she turns around like, what? You guys have been yeah. playing yeah, it's this like, whole time? It's almost like they were like, oh, cool, we can talk about this in front of her now? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get it. It's so great not to have to hide this from you anymore. Um, but I, yeah, I actually want to back up to, um, to you calling out um, Viserys as, as your favorite character because oh, yeah. while he wasn't my favorite, I was really impressed with the act, the <laughs> actor and the acting behind that, behind that character because he had to show him at what, like four different stages of his life and yeah. like four different levels of illness and Man, he just was exhaustion. Rapid at the end. He was like, yeah, he was, like I couldn't look at the screen when they showed his full face, <laughs> and he took it all. He took his mask off at the at dinner, dinner table. Damn, dinner on. table, man! Show some, show some respect. Really, just trying to mess with everybody. Yeah, but the act, like initially, I was gonna like my initial read on him was like, man, some bullshit old old guy, flabby and sick. Gonna be a flabby yeah. and sick king, getting taken advantage of left, right, and center probably die early and they proved me wrong with the right with the writing but i i gotta really say the acting of this character because i like i would say so too yeah. it was he showed some nuance he surprised me every now and then i liked him for most of the of the series he never really did anything terrible to anybody no. like he was trying and it was good to see a 
sort of a, like a you need release valves with a show like this because it can get super dark. Like if we think back to when to Game of Thrones, when um, who's that dude who was torturing Theon oh, for like gosh. for like fifteen yeah. episodes in a row? And that was nonstop darkness oh god torturing so, theon torturing sansa like yeah so it was it was nice to see a release valve of a person in power who was just a decent dude right um but yeah i gotta give it up for the uh for the acting there but I, if i had to choose a favorite character it's gonna be it's gonna be either damon or aemond and oh, honestly wow. if we if we had seen more of adult aemond it probably would have been him because yeah but i think but i do like damon i definitely liked i liked when he cut that dude's head off for call he's uh-huh. like you could you call my wife a whore right in front of everybody oh hell no Mm-mm. just not happening yeah no 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 um <laughs> so i guess i'll probably give it up to damon um but we'll see give it to damon yeah i i think if i had if we have more screen time, right, with adult Aemond, maybe. I mean, I even didn't mind little little Aemond. Man, he 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 was about to win. The cousins were taking him on, cousins and nephews, four on one. He right. was about to win. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, and then he showed like you know, some political skill as a kid too. And uh-huh. he's like, mom, it's okay. Settle down. It's eye for eye shit. No, but that's, that's playing the long game. It's like, no, I'm gonna get right. that eye. He's like, we got the biggest dragon in the kingdom. Don't worry about that. Eye. Eye. No, I'm gonna keep an eye. I'm gonna keep an eye on him until I get that, that eye. Oh, oh, uh... <laughs> watch this. <laughs> watch me watch this. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I overall, I'm trying to think if there was. Let me see if I have any more notes. Sir, mm-hmm. my least favorite is is Kristen. Kristen, oh, <laughs> he he. But did you just like him at first? Un, unbearable. He was fine. Like I was neutral on him at first. Okay, but then I I just grew to dislike him with each episode more and more. Yeah, the so, more he sided and like sidled up to Allison, the more right. of like a just a piece of shit he sort of became even though yeah well yeah i was about to say even though he didn't do anything wrong he definitely did on a couple of occasions um just yeah, killing did. just killing innocent people because he couldn't handle yeah. his emotions he killed that old man who was trying to say you guys aren't gonna be treasonous up in here and he <laughs> smashed his face in he did say i think that is the quote he's a you you guys ain't gonna just be treasonous up here on my watch <laughs> yeah yeah man yeah, yeah. So he, Kristen... he was probably my my least favorite i i i did like the um trying to like in my head of course i wasn't trying to do anything on paper but try to put together these family trees i'm like oh okay it, there's a baratheon oh we're we talking about baratheons and then there's um like a, I just forgot their name, Lannisters. Oh, there's Lannisters. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And they yeah. got twins. Oh, wow. But, um. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. There I just Lannister put that together. Yeah. Twins. Yeah. It, that's that's kind of neat to see. Runs in the, yeah. Well, that's, that's a true to life, right? Twins running in the families. 
It is, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and I let me see. Did I write anything? Anything else? I mean, you know, this was from episode eight. I just wrote paying off rape victims. Man, Aegon is is terrible. Wait. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah things aren't looking good for him to be king. Um, he, I mean, I'm trying to think like with, with all the time jumps and stuff they've done, I am sort of curious, like if they get to four seasons, four or five seasons, they could get like right up to like right before game of Thrones started. But uh, because, right. yeah, I mean, because the King at the very big, be- the King, so with Game of Thrones, like it starts in the immediate aftermath, or mm, sort of immediate aftermath of King Viserys being killed by by Jaime. Um, and but he was uh, he was known as the Mad King. He was a terrible person. And wait, and Viserys right now is the youngest of Allison's kids. Uh, well, no, Allison's no. kids are no. Aegon, Aemond, and the daughter. Viserys was wait, wait, the king. No, I thought. She- no, you're right, Aegon. But I thought there was another Viserys. The, if there's another Viserys, that's probably the child of Daemon and Rhaenyras, right? I okay. I just don't remember there being another Viserys, but you, you could I, be right. I'm trying to think if there is or not. You're, I, I might be mixing up with Aegon because, you know, they set him up to be the king. Um, but oh, wait, no. Like wait, 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 wait. Got named, like Varys. Somebody got named Viserys. No, the Mad King was... So jump into Game of Thrones. The Mad King was King Varys. Viserys oh. was Daenerys's brother, who was only in season one. Yes. So it was King Varys, I believe, who was the Mad King. Okay. So that could Man, be these Targaryen names. One of one of Aegon's children. Is that what we're saying? No, it's still too. No. It's still a generation Grand, or two. It's like a grandchild, at least, at youngest. Yeah, because yeah, the Mad King was pretty old when he was killed, so it could be a grandchild. Um, and I don't know that I even really need those connections. Like maybe, maybe initially I was like, I hope that they eventually reach like Game of Thrones days, or at the very least, we see like you know the kill the situate like we, you know, in Game of Thrones like Jamie killing. The Mad King is only ever talked about. It's, there's not even a flashback uh-huh. to it. Right. So it would be kind of cool if they, if this show gets up to that point. Like yeah. that's what I initially thought. But honestly, it's good enough on its own. I don't necessarily need those connections to enjoy it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't need it either, and I don't think it's going to go that far into the future. Probably not. I, I am curious to see how they, you know, um, incorporate any of, of White Walker stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a good point because they do. So the reason that this whole mix up or this whole thing with Aegon now being king happened, as I understand it, is that earlier in the season, they did reference the quote unquote song of ice and fire. Mm-hmm. Which is that there will be a prince, a Targaryen prince, who eventually saves the land from the White Walkers, basically, right. the very basic level. And so, on his while close to being on his deathbed, 
Rhaenyra went to talk to her father and asked about the Song of Ice and Fire. Didn't get really get a straight answer out of him because he was just tired. Then either later that night or the next night, Alicent goes to talk to him. He thinks that it's Rhaenyra and that he's answering her question by saying, and I think he says, he does say that Aegon, Aegon will be the king or the prince who was promised or something that's saying that Aegon, he uses the Aegon name, will be king. But I think he's referring to down the road and an Aegon Targaryen who will save the day. She doesn't realize that. Mm-hmm. And she thinks, you know, naturally, that he's referring to their child together. Right. Um, so it's, you know, it's it's yeah. an interesting sort of mix-up thing. That I, I, I do think that... Was that your was, read on it, though? Because I'm not even sure I, I have that right. Yeah, I, I don't think you have the details right, but mm-hmm. you have the main idea right. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I don't remember the details now. But, right, whatever she... She was taking that to mean their son... But I think you're right. He was referring to the king, and then it's like she's the person that's supposed to help bring unity, right? Right. But, um, that's right. But um, but yeah, I, I think Allison. I. It's very it's very suspicious to come back from someone's deathbed and be like, "Oh, so he told me this as his last <laughs> wish." By the way, that might be. That's probably the most suspicious thing that could possibly happen in a kingdom just, like that. It's like, just so you guys know, he said that our son's going to be king. Yeah. So now, I was the only person in the room, and and we know how big they are about witnesses. That's why they have everyone, all these chains, chain of succession things, and like all the big deal stuff happen in front of everybody in the, mm-hmm. the town. Which is makes sense. It's smart back then uh, to build consensus so that people don't start questioning shit and fucking with you. But yeah, right. to come back, you're the you're the only one who was there. You're the first person to see him die. He names your child as king after mm-hmm. everybody knows that you've had this like cold war between the person who everyone saw it like. It is the perfect storm of suspicion. Like I, everyone being suspicious as fuck. Yeah. So it's almost like I wonder if Otto Hightower and all these other dudes were were had already been planning behind her back. Did she even need to say that? Like, were were they going to do it anyway? Oh, you're excellent point. Yeah, it didn't matter. As soon as Viserys was you think dead, so? their plan their plan was going into action. No so do matter, you think but do no you think her what? their their plan was the same thing that like oh yeah, by the way, like cuz they could I guess they could have said, well the four of us, he he told the four of us uh when um, in, a, in a small council meeting. So okay, you know, that's that. That's hmm. But she sort of went public. She sort of went public with, "Oh no, deathbed confession just to me." In the small council, yeah, I don't know what their spin would have been, but it's probably she's probably better off with you know with hearing that deathbed confession. I don't, I don't think that Otto is that much of a manipulator that he would have his own daughter killed. But who knows? No, I wouldn't rule it out. 
if yeah, if after if, let's say like there was no confession and they just were they were there talking about Viserys being dead, and then the then the rest of them start say you know press the go button, and she starts right. looking around like what's happening, right. and then she wants to make a fuss and a commotion. Oh, like, she yeah. might not make it through the night. Oh, like, that's a good point. Yeah, because it does seem like his driving driving ambition from very early in the season was getting someone in his line on the throne. Yeah. And it wasn't, it didn't seem like he thought it would ever be a woman. So that just leaves his grandsons. Right. So he's essentially taking on that, like that Tywin role, right? Where he would have just been like pulling strings and telling Aegon what to do. I think he, yeah, I think that's his plan. Because uh-huh. Aegon, even with that drag, dragon, dragon in a china shop routine that Rhaenyra, Arrhenius pulled, I, I, my read is that he's still the king. He he is, and I think that was. Do you remember when it was? There were two different search parties, right? It was the brother, and it was Aemond and whoever. Plus mm-hmm. the two twins right. trying to find them. And it was like one team was working for Alicent. The other team mm-hmm. was working for uh, Otto. So I, I I don't fully, I don't think I fully understand, but like it was whoever got him first was going to be the manipulator. Right. And like the molder <laughs> of Akon. Yeah. So, yeah, but Otto's still around. Like evil ass Otto, still there. So he's he's still gonna be whispering in people's ears. Yeah, like, I think. Yeah, I guess we can we can fully put him in the in the evil category. Although, just the way that I mean, yeah, I mean he is. It's pretty much just self interest with him. Yeah, and he while he's talking about good of the realm nonsense, like it seems Allison actually believes in the good of the realm shit. Mm-hmm. And I'd say Rhaenyra does too. I think Rhaenyra does. I mean, even at the end, she was the only one that was even talking, you know, even giving some pause and like, okay, we don't necessarily need to go to war. Let's see what we can do first. Do we need to, like, maybe we can do some negotiations. We don't necessarily need to go in there with our, you know, living flamethrowers and try and destroy everything. (laughs) Yeah. Like let's let's see if we can talk this out. But um you know. Yeah, and, and I mean speaking to that to that point, like they do kind of put it point blank in the in the last episode where Damon's like, We have thirteen dragons, they have three. Checkmate. Like why why are we even talking about this? I th- yeah, his his dragon checklist was pretty interesting. He's talking about some wild dragons. Talking, that just talking live, about, no, I got those. Leave like, those to me. I was like, how are you counting those on your team? Is yeah. that where he was? Like, That's was exactly what I was like thinking, wild, too. Was he in there with a wild dragon? Like, what was he doing? Like, where was he where that dragon was just like... I think he was just... I think he, it's a, it's, he's being a little overconfident. In like, <laughs> yeah, we can just wrangle these dragons. But he did, they did in an earlier episode, remember he did just like grab a, grab some eggs from somewhere? Yeah. Some dragon eggs. So he know like he's keeping tabs on these wild dragons. You know, being able to wrangle them is a different story maybe, but <laughs> I don't know if anyone can do it, it's him. 
<laughs> okay, I give you that. I, I would have confidence in Damon being like some dragon whisperer. Like, <laughs> all right, let's, yeah, let's, let's go, fellas. Um, oh. but we can we can start wrapping up. But any other keynotes that you wanted to hit? Um, Sea Snake survived. That's right. Um. It, oh, this is maybe something I didn't wasn't sure about, but I think she's dead. That white the white worm, uh Laris burnt her up in her house, right? The white worm. Yeah. Oh, Laris burnt her up. I think they had her house set on fire too. Because she was did, the one that knew where Aegon was. Yeah, she was the Remember, one who was hiding she, Aegon. She found him first. And if they did, I totally bottom. missed it. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me see. There but was would, that. would that have been in in the midst of all the chaos when Reyna busted in with a dragon, or before that? Um, like, or when Reyna was under house arrest? That was in that one. Okay. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, I wrote down for some reason. Otto wants Aegon dead. I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> I mean, was that maybe like a better king? But was I don't that know where I got that from? Maybe huh. when you know, like you said, they had the two factions going to look for Aegon. That at that point, perhaps, you know, he wanted him brought back to him first before Allison. So maybe you thought you suspected something at that point. Maybe. Um, Which, I did write. Well, I think yeah. Aegon. No, Otto. I think wants Aegon in charge because he knows he'll be easier to manipulate because he doesn't really want to rule. He can't manipulate Aemon. Aemon is get by. He obviously would make a better king. Probably a peaceful, relatively peaceful king as well. Once this initial war would be over, right? As long as he wasn't right. As long as his nephews weren't around, he probably wouldn't really even be messing with anybody. Uh, I think he'd still go after that eye. If he was king. Um, I think I had something else from nine. Oh, man. Those, uh, those little, like, child monster fights. That was disturbing. Oh, God. <laughs> Duh. Less, said, less said about that, the better. But Game of Thrones, yeah, this, this world knows how to do some real disturbing, surprising. Mm-hmm. They know how to surprise you with something so disturbing than you'd never thought of, and you think about the implications, and you just want to jump out a window. Yeah. And then I guess Aegon's got bastards all around the city. So that that's an interesting one. Seems that way. That could come up later. Uh-huh. That's got to come up at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other sister, who... I don't remember her name, but she's Aegon's wife, and it always looks like Aemond wants to marry her he always looks like he's in love with her every time he looks at her wait his but his sister or yeah oh yeah well you know that's normal for the targaryens right that's regular for them but she keep she said it like two or three episodes she kept talking about beware the beast beneath the boards like she is she is she's gonna be full of (laughs) one-liners um yeah, I, I assume they'll give her something more to do than just like knitting. <laughs> Cause that's, that's, 
I think back on her, that's all I can picture her doing. Yeah, she was knitting a lot. She, yeah, Playing she cribbage or something. Cat's cradle. <laughs> Cat's cradle. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, well, I think I think that's it for me. I, I will... I will I will go back to my I believe in the, after the first episode I don't know if you did but I I think I made a prediction for something to happen like a long long game prediction it that I think I said I pretty sure I said that I thought Ray Nero was going to betray her dad at some point and I was dead wrong so I own up to that yeah um yeah. but if I had to make a prescription Prediction for season two, I'd say somehow Damon and Rhaenyra, one of them's going to betray the other. So that'll be my prediction. Um, <clears throat> season two. Now this is, you know what? It makes it hard to make predictions for season two because of the accelerated pace of season one. Like, I don't know how fast season two is going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even gonna make that many big predictions. Let me think. Let's think of a good one. Wait, what did you just say? Uh, da- Damon and uh, one of Damon and Rhaenyra. One of them is gonna betray each other. The other. Oh, okay. Um, mm, this is. Will they betray each other? I don't know. Out of all of them, I'm going to make an even more uh, outlandish one. Laris. Laris <laughs> will betray Alicent. Because, you know, he was, oh, even, he yeah. was even talking to talking to Otto, being like, I can work for you too, exactly, man. Exactly, yeah. Yo, Alicent can mm-hmm. wind up dead. You might be onto something with this. Yeah. God, I can work for you too, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he yeah. killed his own dad and brother. Yeah, <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan of him. Yeah, hey, no, like nobody is safe around him. Yeah. Oh, and f- foot fetish apparently. I mean, that might be the only thing keeping her alive. If those feet, unless Otto starts showing feet, hey. <laughs> On that note, this was podcast. Eat something green. Hey. Drink your water. <laughs> For fetish, that just came out of nowhere too. Like, is that that's the first episode that's revealed, right? That she's turning these tricks for him, these foot tricks. As far as I know, and it was it was sudden. I was like, like, it just kept escalating. Like, why does they came out in stockings? Why does she need to do this for him? She's the queen. I know he's sitting there. You don't want to give me the info. I'm tired. You don't want to give me the info. Okay, off with your head. You ain't right. shit. You ain't nobody. <laughs> exactly. See, he's already leveraged her. Where like yeah. she feels that she needs him. God. That guy's such a snake, but you need a character like that, I guess. Yeah, not, not sure if you so. need the foot fetish park, but whatever. <laughs> Eat something green. Uh.